Hello and welcome to the second edition of ACCA Me Talks. I'm your host, Fazila Gopalani, head of ACCA for the Middle East, and today I am delighted to introduce two regional powerhouses in the SP world Gerard Rahman, CEO of BDO UAE, and Tamam Al Mugheri, CEO of Abu Tamam Grant Thornton, Oman. Both are also valuable members of our Middle East Members Advisory Committee. I'd also like to introduce ACCA's very own SMP powerhouse, Alexandra Zaronina, head of SME Professional Insights for ACCA and the author of the professional insight papers that we will be discussing today. It's a pleasure to have all of you on our podcast today and welcome to our second me podcast so alexandra being from an smp background myself having started my career in my father's accounting practice this is a topic that is close to my heart it's also a very timely discussion given the significant change of landscape here in the middle east over the past few years notably the introduction of vat and the government openly embracing an entrepreneurial SME mindset. To substantiate the importance even further, ACCA in the Middle East have in the last few years approved over 60 SMPs to join our Approved Employers Programme. You are somewhat an SMP expert and have raised the SMP agenda with your two recently authored papers. And in the opening um, of the executive summary for the insight paper called Responsible SMP Pace Setters, you stated that SMPs are a powerful force for public and social good. And in their support for SME sector, they are helping this vital part of the economy operate more effectively, powering economic growth, employment and individual prosperity. And this is so relatable for our region when you consider the region's landscape shift and the Middle East being home to a multitude of SMEs, with the economy being heavily reliant on these businesses. So, Alexandra, why this report? Why did you and ACCA feel it important to shine a light on the role of SMPs? Thank you so much, Fazila. That's that's a great question. And well, actually, as you know, for us as an organization, SMPs are really now in the focus because we understand how important they are really in supporting the economies and how vital their role is. They're quite often called emergency services for the small businesses, in particular now in the current situation. So it's it's extremely important to to speak about them this way at in this particular uneasy situation. And I'm sure that it's true across the markets. And uh, to be honest, working with SMBs quite a lot and interviewing the SMBs on various aspects, digitalization, uh, talent, uh, we actually discovered that each of them have their own small or big story to tell. And quite often that there is a big story. Uh, almost every SMB we interviewed, they actually are much more than just traditional trusted advisors or assurance providers to the small businesses. Very often they are also instrumental for local communities, 
they're actively supporting charities, they're working together with NGOs, and in a way they're connecting and creating the community around them. And at the same time, you don't really hear those stories being described in many sources. And we thought, well, we should definitely tell bigger audiences about that. We should be vocal about that. And uh, we should really celebrate that amazing role that they're playing for the communities. And uh, I think in this particular moment, when the SMBs are so strained, supporting the small businesses, it's important to show this recognition to them. It's important to tell those stories and to empower them and to, to actually help them as much as we can, at least by this report. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think the key takeaway for me was about how they are connecting and creating communities. Um, so the report really does highlight the understated and pivotal role that SMPs hold, and it goes beyond just the basic SME business support emergency services that you mentioned. The report acknowledges that SMPs act as super connectors in the community, supporting small businesses, charities, NGOs. So Gerard, talking about the Middle East, do you feel that SMPs of our region have the same breadth and act as super connectors? Hi, Fazila. Thank you very much for having me here with my other powerhouses, Alexandra and Tamam. Um, I'm going to answer your question. Right, so um, I do feel that SMPs have evolved as super connectors because the Gulf countries are dynamic and relatively new economies. So in the 1960s, most Gulf cities were much smaller, so everyone practically knew each other. So it really was a situation of SMPs facilitating how a community, you know, um, develop themselves, um, grow through support, encouragement and confidence. Today, though, with these Gulf cities being so much larger, there is still a community, but there's more work to be done. I do give credit to all those SMPs that do work very hard, but I do accept that there are a couple of particular areas for, the, for us to work harder at. So the first one is supporting the SME sector, because that's how we can further develop our long-term economic growth here in the, in the Gulf region. Mm. We can also do more as super connectors to contribute to the environmental sustainability agenda through leading by example and giving practical advice on how this can positively and measurably improve our businesses. Continuing on the super connector path, the report talks about SMPs wanting and needing to engage with their local schools with the ability to talk to students directly about careers in accounting and change the perception of the typical role of the accountant. So as you know, Tamam, this is something that ACCA focuses on quite heavily. Now, what are your views as an SMP in our region um, sort of taking this approach? Are they or do you see this as an area of opportunity? Um, I think that I think that's a great question. And uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to be able to kind of contribute to this topic. Um, on, on the topic of, of uh, kind of educational inclusion and, and 
uh, trying to, to reach out to students at an earlier stage for them to get a better understanding. I think that's very key. Um, one of the factors to consider is that uh, in the region, uh, some, some of the educational systems may not incorporate uh, accounting or taxation for that matter as, as part of uh, high school education. Uh, and it's very much of those who end up pursuing higher education that really get any kind of exposure. Um, so I, I think I, I saw in the article the, the ACCA Schools Initiative in Ireland, for example, and I thought that was a fantastic example of, of the kind of thing that we really should be doing a little bit more of. Um, so we're quite, we're quite active regionally and engaging at higher education level because that's, that's one of the areas that we uh, as SMPs will identify talent uh, and opportunities for recruitment. Uh, but there is something to say about um, kind of getting in at an earlier stage and, and raising the uh, awareness about accounting as, as a practice, accounting as a career. Um, the other thing I would say on the topic of um, the preconceived notions of an accountant, I think SMPs are, are well placed to, to break that image because in, in today's uh, day and age, uh, SMPs are quite diverse. Uh, I mean, we do advisory, we do taxation, we do audit. Um, there's, there's a wide variety of services that you do to, to such a point that uh, accounting is no longer the only prerequisite. Um, being able to, to expose and create awareness with, with uh, students in high schools who may be interested in engineering and technology, which is such a huge part of, of the field today. Uh, being able to make them aware that pursuing a, a kind of career in finance does not mean having to give up those interests. In fact, um, the, the ability to, to have a hybrid uh, set of skills and hybrid set of talents and interests is, is if anything, a strength in this day and age. Um, so, no, absolutely. I think I think it's a great, a great idea. And I think um, we do maybe take some steps in that direction, but there's nothing to say that we can't be doing more. Um, as Gerard said, uh, we, we have to acknowledge our own shortcomings and identify where we can be doing more. Um, and I think higher education is, is definitely um, a place where we can go further to, to kind of lower levels of education. Um, interesting points, um, Tamam, and some key takeaways of what we can do as ACCA across the 11 countries that we look after in the Middle East. And I think about working with SMPs, um, making students see that, you know, we're no longer those typical number crunches and that's it. Um, there is so much more that goes on now um, in, in all sort of practices um, for an accountant and advisory role, etc. So thank you for your points. Okay, so Let's now talk about the subject that everyone loves to hate, that magic word, COVID. So Alexandra, so this report started before COVID and came to life right in the middle of the global meltdown. Do you feel if this report had been written wholly pre-COVID, we may have been seeing a different picture with the SMPs still being the unsung heroes? Actually, I think that in this situation, very similarly to other areas, COVID has just accelerated some of the trends, but they were there already. And uh, to be honest, I think that something that really shaped and brought the change within the accountancy career, uh, within the accountancy space, and in particular the SMP space, was digitalization. 
And uh, as Tamam was mentioning, uh, for example, there is much more advisory, but there is also much more time that the SMPs can devote to different type of work. And that's how they, they, they can also expand their role and expand their role for the, for the society. And I think that started some years ago and we can only see that trend strengthening. So I, I would say that it, it, COVID, it, it did impact, it actually did help some of the accountants to step up and to realize actually how broad their role is and how much they're doing. But um, I think that it, it was quite visible also before that. And uh, I think we should just be continuing uh, covering the unsung heroes uh, role and we should be, uh, we should keep encouraging uh, SMPs sharing their roles and sh sharing their stories. And I think another important aspect is also to bring these stories to the governments, mm -hmm. because I think that at this particular moment, uh, when we are um, when we are speaking about this difficult situation for the SMEs and when they are quite often subject to the government schemes, I think we should also highlight the fact that SMEs being so instrumental for the small business sector, they should be first of all covered by the support schemes, but secondly, they should also be involved in the government discussions around the necessary support for the SMEs because they have so much information, so much data on the way mm -hmm. how small businesses work. Gentlemen, um, the report highlights the crucial role that SMPs have and are playing during COVID. What would you say the key lessons learned so far have been? Um, I, I think it's been a very interesting year. Um, there the, are the a couple of points that I think uh, are key when, when thinking about SMPs during COVID. One of them, which kind of touched on what Alexandra just said, is, is the ability to, to have an access to information. And she mentioned that it's access to information about SMEs, but there's another angle to this, um, especially on, on the medium-sized practices. Um, th there's a unique position that they're in, in the sense that uh, their, their services uh, cater to a wider spectrum of clients. Uh, so in essence, they're in a very unique position to almost democratize information. So we, you get to work with larger entities and, and see how they've tackled um, their challenges and then be able to, to repackage that and, and uh, take those lessons and, and use that for SMEs. Uh, and that's a unique position that, that the smaller and medium-sized firms uh, are more able to do. I mean, larger firms will naturally cater to, to larger uh, companies. So while, while they may have a bigger exposure to bigger problems, uh, they're less uh, capable to, to kind of um, repackage and, and share that with, with smaller companies and, and smaller practices. Uh, the other thing I would say is that, uh, and this is something that I can speak from personal experience, is because we we have uh, smaller teams, um, in a sense, we're able to be more flexible. Uh, so because we already have staff members who are naturally, in, you know, uh, placed in different jobs, uh, doing different services, uh, they're they're much more agile uh, and able to to cater to the changing uh, requirements of their clients. So where I have uh, consultants who may have uh, prior to COVID been working on feasibility studies, um, they're repurposing those talents to be able to to work with, uh, you know, cash-strapped clients to to work on cash flow management using financial modeling skills that they've normally used for bigger projects or for raising funding. Uh, ability to understand bank requirements. 
um, can be leveraged from raising finance for new projects to raising finance for, for keeping your business afloat. Uh, there's just a multitude of ways that, um, that uh, SMPs are kind of uh, able to, to really quickly turn around and respond to the rapidly changing requirements. Uh, lack of rigidity in, in their organizations being uh, smaller firms is, is also definitely a strength that, that they've been able to kind of uh, used to their advantage. So I think it's it's been a very interesting time, like I said, and 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 definitely um, it, it it's felt good to be able to to kind of add value, uh, and that's something I think that all all firms tend to say a lot of is that we're there to add value. But it really feels like in, in a time of dire need that you can actually really do that, and it's it's been wonderful. Uh, so yeah, Gerard. Thanks, Timmy. I really agree with your points, um, especially the point about agility and, and, and how we adapt to our teams to, to the situation. So, so just adding to your points, um, so I've, I've got two points around that. So firstly, you know, um, I just feel one of the changes is that before COVID, there was one mindset and it was that you know, a major event like COVID-19 will never happen. So now that we're, we're in it, there's two mindsets. So, so one is, it will never happen again. Or, okay, it could happen. So, so now SMPs have a strong role in supporting those businesses that take business continuity seriously and helping them make, become more robust, you know, as you described, Termin. You know, which means that we've got to shift more of our focus as SMPs from the past and present to, you know, looking over the horizon. Difficult though it may be. The, the other piece, the second piece is, I don't believe COVID-19 changed anything. I think it helped us see more clearly that change can happen and there are benefits of change. It, like, yeah, pulling out from the report, greater diversity, becoming time richer, less burden on the environment, you know, actually trusting people to work remotely. We So yeah, my, my key learning from that or takeaway would be we shouldn't be too quick to go back to our previous habits. Now, it's as if Pandora's box has been opened <laughs> and, you know, now that we've opened it, we can't close it. So what do you think, Fazila? Everybody goes on about this new norm, right, that we're in. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, when are we going to go back to the way things were? But it is that we can't go back to the way things were. Things are very different now. But I think one of the main points that both of you have said is about the agility, flexibility, and about repurposing talent. So thank you for your points. Um, they were great. It's fair to say that COVID has had huge implications, right, in the job market, um, within talent development and education progression being hit hard. So the careers in SMPs paper talks about the importance of ensuring the right um, the talent pipeline for the future of SMPs, finding the right people being extremely important. So, gentlemen, as leaders in the SMP arena, are you concerned about your talent pipeline and finding the right people, right skills, right attitudes and fit? And 
How are you mitigating these concerns? I think uh, the thing that has to change is my own perspective or attitude. So, so, you know, I might have been guilty in the past of looking much, you know, harder at technical ability than I should have. And I think COVID-19 sort of slapped me in the face and said, you know, wake up. <laughs> so, you know, look, focus on people with the right ethical and committed character, you know, with the empathetic skills, you know, adaptability, which we've been talking about. So, and I, and I know people like this that have these attributes that are in the market. It's just that we've got to have a clear focus on attracting them. But, you know, it's just, I think that's as simple as that. In our line of work, uh, talent retention, talent attraction, it's its almost a kind of existential imperative, right? Uh, we, we are our people. It's, it's our only offering uh, to our clients. Um, I think w one of the things that, that um, has been impacted is is this kind of global mobility which which has been such a big part of uh, of of how we we look to to kind of attract and and recruit um, especially in particular within within our region um, I think with with the shock to to kind of mobility as a whole um, our our focus has been uh, largely shifted to being able to to find and recruit talent locally um, we we have always made efforts to do that, um, but it, it's just kind of uh, re-emphasize the priority that that should be a core part of, of how we do things. Touching on, on the previous conversation we, we've already had about being able to, to reach out to, to schools, higher education institutions to be able to, to identify talent early and upskill. Um, I think that's also a big part of it. Uh, ACCA being exactly the kind of program that, that works towards um, in, in, you know, uh, preparing students with the exact skill sets that they need to be able to add value to, to SMPs like ourselves and to any companies that they join. Um, so we, we've doubled down on, on upskilling as also being uh, an imperative. Uh, I mean, in talking about guilty of things, we, we do always talk about um, wanting to train and develop, but I think um, we, with the changes that have come out of COVID, it, it has made us realize that you have to do more than just talk the talk. Um, and, and that's that's where we're committing to now at this point. Alexandra, you've compiled a practical checklist to assist SMPs in talent attraction, development and retention. With such a comprehensive checklist, where does an SMP start? Like, what's the priority? Thanks, Fazila. That's a very, very hard question because I think that, well, there are a lot of priorities and there are a lot of uh, important uh, uh, important pointers in the checklist. And actually, for us, working on that checklist, it was important to bring the voice of the SMPs who we interviewed. So the recommendations that we included there were based on our discussions with the SMPs. They come from the practice. And well, I think, of course, as to, to echo what 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 uh, Timam and what Gerard said, uh, attracting right people is very important. And actually, what we hear from many SMPs is for them at the moment, the recruitment brand is way more sometimes more important or equally important as the client brand. So communicating clearly and 
explaining what it means to work for your company and in general what the S&P culture means is very important. So the recruitment brand and how you can build it. I think there are there are some affordable ways of doing that. There are some, um, for example, video stories or just uh, employee stories or just showing uh, what it means to work for an SMB, just once again reiterating the availability of flexible working, uh, of um, different uh, working streams, uh, digitalization, advisory. I think it's very, very important to communicate uh, that to attract the right people and the cultural fit and also the right people, the people who are reliable appears also very important and well that's why I think it's also a challenge because quite often SMPs don't have the internal HR function and that task falls on the shoulders of the um, SMP owner so just communicating I think helps to attract the right mindset the right culture and of course as it was mentioned several times working and cooperating with uh, educational institutions can also help a lot to bring this early awareness of what the profession could bring in terms of opportunities, but also how different the SMPs can be from the stereotypical big four environment, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we also did in the report, we formulated those 10 messages of talent attraction, where we tried in a very concise manner to explain what it means to work for an SMP. And uh, I think practitioners really like them. And well, some of them are, one of them is, for example, my favorite one there is that you can see the results of your work. It's very similar to the type of artisanal work that you are doing, but still you're supporting businesses. You are in, in a very innovative uh, sector, but you can still every day almost see the businesses that you are helping. You can see what it really means to shape the future of your region of the economy and it doesn't like remain at some uh, abstract level you, you you can you can really see what it means and well of course i think that seeing the, the retention of talent should definitely seen be seen together with development um, and it's it's i i'm sure that it's very challenging now to work on talent development in particular when the teams are based remotely but encouraging entrepreneurship and keeping the mentorship effort there is very important and i think this uh the the smps they bring the opportunity for different generations to interact that's also exceptional and because of this very informal environment it, it can be done easily and even if the teams are now remotely based remotely uh, it, it's it's still feasible so keep talking to people keep providing the opportunities to develop and of course, uh, encourage entrepreneurship and encourage uh, exchange of ideas because it can not only help to develop and retain the talent, but also uh, help the practice grow and bring up some new innovative ideas. That gives me a little bit of food for thought of what we've got to do in the Middle East region regarding communicating to our students and affiliates who are out there looking for roles. Um, about sort of the skill set and what sort of work a typical day in the life of somebody who works in an SMP would be like. So Helen and I will, see, will be taking those away as key points for us to focus on. Um, Gerard and Timam, what about you both? You've, you've looked at the top 10 tips. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about what's worked for you, what's working in the market and what next. I'd just like to say, you know, what you just said there for Zila and Alexandra, it really touches a chord with me because, you know, that's what I enjoyed about working in an SMP at the early part of my career. You know, you know, every day I felt I made a contribution. You know, and that sort of artisan example you gave, that's how I felt growing up. And it gave me a, a huge amount of satisfaction. So I definitely see that as an attractor and a retainer too. Um, and, and, and the other one would be, you know, just like for Tanam, I think, um, the secondment program is an attractor. So we've had, you know, quite a few people in and out uh, on secondment. And indeed, I've personally benefited from secondment. So I've moved three times within our network, you know, three different continents. So, so I got to see and it retained me, you know, it retained me in, 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 the, in the network. Um, but even if an SMP isn't part of a network, secondments to clients are also a brilliant way to take you out of your comfort zone. Um, but in reading the report, the one that resonates most with me is um, the point not to underestimate soft skills. You know, um, and and I have to say, the in the report, there's a lot of points about developing talent, and they are absolutely amazing. And you know, I've really got to take those away. I loved it, and I'm I'm really inspired by it. I think I think if if we talk about first what works for us, uh, I would say uh, from the top ten tips, the one that that sounded uh, most with me was uh, communicating meaning and purpose, um, and and I would I would almost link that to culture as well, um, because we we have a, a unique position, and this leads to probably the second one that resonated. Uh, but we started as a family firm, uh, naturally um, the the family firm having its own kind of uh, culture, uh, close-knit family culture. There's no other way to describe it. Um, and then that leads into the second thing that's worked for us, which was being able to join an international network. Uh, Gerard touched on uh, some brilliant reasons why that is attractive. Uh, I myself have been uh, someone who has benefited from being able to uh, move within a network. Uh, we've just recently had one of our uh, staff um, have to have to relocate to Ireland uh, due to COVID uh, and, and within the network firm, they, they were looking to find solutions on, on how he can be retained. So it's it's one of the, the real uh, big benefits. Um, but having the ability to balance between the two uh, is, is probably something that, that has really worked for us so that we can, uh, I think we call it local knowledge, global reach. Um, um, and that, that's been a big, uh, a big benefit for us. So that on a day-to-day -day basis, you feel part of a community, uh, you feel f part of something, you feel that there is a purpose to what you're doing here. Uh, we all as uh, as members of this family work for each other, uh, but at the same time th there's also a knowledge that we work for an international firm and there there is a an esteem to that. Uh, so those two things have definitely worked. Um, I would say if, if I talk about what we would definitely focus on the future, um, Gerard once again, I think you and I agree way too often now that, that probably think that we're, that we're just faking it. But um, no, soft skills, training and development is so key. Um, the, 
the the need to identify people who can who can adapt to everything uh, that has come about and everything that will happen in the future in terms of the the rapidly changing environment um, is is definitely a focus that we would uh, add to uh, our future uh, recruitment uh, considerations. It's clear that SMPs play a crucial role in society, not only in supporting businesses, but in terms of developing the profession and talent. And a key theme of what you're all saying is connecting the community. Today's session and the two reports demonstrates this and that SMPs are a highly diverse and innovative group of individuals who offer exciting new career paths to accountants of different profiles and age groups. I encourage you all to read both reports, Responsible SMP Paysetters and Careers in Small and Medium-Sized Accounting Practices, which are available to read either on the Professional Insights app or at www.accaglobal.com under the Professional Insights tab. Gerard, Timam and Alexandra, any closing remarks? Yeah, thank you, Fazila. I really enjoyed our conversation today. It was really great also to see that some of the trends that we, we were showing in the report very much resonate with what's happening in the region. And well, thanks for inviting me to, to participate. And for me, key takeaway is that really how innovative and resilient the SMPs are and uh, how much um, uh, how important their role is also for the broader community. And of course, us as an organization, we should be working more, we should be doing more to support this sector, in particular in this currently uh, challenging situation. And well, my message is that I, I'm happy to work together with your team, I'm happy to work together with uh, the SMPs in the region to, to bring your messages, to tell your stories, and uh, hopefully also to support the work that you are doing. So, you know, I really enjoyed reading both reports. So thank you, Alexandra, for your work on this. Um, it's a tremendous amount of material here that really provokes thought. I found you know, the work of the SMPs across the world towards our communities in a connected way, very inspiring indeed. And it drives me to do more. So personally, I'm going to borrow with pride especially the top tips for developing talent. Timam. Yeah, um, no, it's been it's been a great conversation. Uh, it's, it's nice to, to be able to discuss some of these different topics. I think uh, if, if there's a takeaway I'd leave here is is the the thing I found inspiring was really uh, all the different uh, case studies and stories about how um, ACCM members across the globe are just working so hard on social inclusion, their work on NGOs, um, I think in our day-to-day -day being being so um, not narrowly focused but kind of tied up in our day-to-day -day jobs uh, you don't take time to to look outwards to see what others are doing uh, and really really some very inspiring stories in, in those reports and I was I was blown away um, so I, I would I would say if anyone were to pick this up and, and read it besides all the wonderful content that that have been discussed here I think those stories alone are, are worth reading the, the articles for because there were some very special ones there. Um, but otherwise, it's been an absolute pleasure um, to, to read, to, to discuss, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um...
to our SMP powerhouses. It's been a pleasure catching up with you and chatting all things SMP and highlighting the vital role you play. Thank you so much. It's been a great discussion with lots of insights and takeaways. Currently, the ACCA Middle East team are working to bring together SMPs in our region and create a more connected community. Please do look out for more information coming your way, which will detail some of these developments. You can also reach out to us for support on Middle East at accaglobal.com. This concludes our Me Talks. Thanks for listening to myself, Fazila Gopalani, Gerard Rahman, Timam Al Mugheri, and Alexandra Zaronina. Special thanks to Helen Deakey for production and editing. Join us next time as we revert to our previously advertised session, All Things Digital Accountant with Noman Mian, CFO of Bait.com. Until then, stay safe and we'll be back next month.